0: Has ever done before. This is the Temporal Trek Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Temporal Trek podcast we are back we are in season three episode six of this podcast and we are a season one episode four of enterprise and we are still in the 22nd century as we will be for quite some time we're going to go to the episode unexpected now i'm already going to play my hand on this one not one of my favorites and i needed some moral support for this so i'm just going to uh, call up a special guest for this episode hang a minute just get the device uh ben are you there ben Hello, 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 Dan, can you hear me? <laughs> you had me worried there, I didn't know if you were coming through. Oh, I had yeah. to adjust the settings on the device yeah. there. Um, yeah. Hello yeah. Ben, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing very well, sir. in uh, sunny Cornwall-ish. <laughs> I see <laughs> you're looking out the window there, looking at the, the outside world. Nothing's burning down, nothing's good, it's all standing, so it's all yeah, good. Yeah, still, still there, it's just about. <laughs> Now, Ben, uh, you are brand new to our listeners or listener. I don't know how many people will actually listen to this show, but uh, introduce yourself to the Trek fans. Uh, how exactly did we meet?
1: Well, I uh, oh, I met you through uh, I believe a kick group organised by uh, you. I believe uh, started up uh, when the new Trek came on, uh, Star Trek Discovery. Mm-hmm. So I joined just before the second season. Uh, part way in and we've been talking about all, well, not just all the new seasons and the new series is, that's not even a word but i'll go with it <laughs> it, works. it works it works yeah <laughs> um all the new shows and seasons that have uh come up over the years as well as uh some of the old uh, classics uh enterprise uh, TOS, TNG, etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah
0: uh, there's no Star Trek Off-Limits, and it's yeah. been one of the, the, the best experiences online talking about Star Trek I've ever had.
1: Yeah,
0: um, yeah it's on kick. Uh, if anyone wants to join, we have up to uh, 50 uh, member slots, and you can just come straight in. We are currently called Star Trek Universe Chat Uh, we started off as discussing disco but then we realised we just wanted to talk about all Star Trek so we just kept it nice and general Uh, but yes I met Ben uh, sort of a couple of years after it had started it was uh, just me and a few people, Star Trek fans on this app, I'd made the group just to try and make a nice small kind of let's have a fun conversation about Star Trek because I was getting a bit fed up with Facebook and Twitter and people (laughs) getting a bit angry so uh, I thought just keep it small keep people who might actually want to talk about it uh, and we'll go from there and I met Some of the the nicest people you will ever meet from around the world. We've got all sorts. Um, I won't name them. I won't uh, shame them, just in case they want to come on the show. I don't want to put them in the bad books. Uh, But we've had some really great chats. And we even predicted some of the plot twists in uh, Discovery. Uh, ahead of time, like we were, we were constantly watching the episode, and within a couple of days, we have a bit of a spoiler ban. And uh, when we come back, we have people who predict some of the things that actually happen in the end of the season. I think uh, uh, the other Dan, there's another Dan in the group, uh, who managed to predict some of the things that came up in this last one. Um, I think you got a few in as well, didn't you?
1: Oh, probably did. I, I was,
0: oh, it's been
1: so long since seems since we've had track. Now it's <laughs> I can't remember. You know, we were, How long did it we go without having any movies or tracks oh, back in the so, early oh, So long, and I didn't long. even and I didn't even think about it how long it was. <laughs> and then it's like now we go half a half a year without any Trek, and what? <laughs> 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 I'm and I'm <worrying>, panicking. <laughs> so. Speaking of,
0: how did you get into Trek?
1: I I got brought into it during the nineties uh, over here. Uh, like we had like Sky TV, so like satellite uh, TV. My parents bought it. I happened to be whenever at home, so like typical teenager, turn on just watch the TV all the time. And on the channel Sky One, it happened to be going through various uh, sci-fi shows, uh, Stargate being one of them, or Stargate SG-1. The other was the various versions of Star Trek. Uh, so TNG, uh, Voyager early on, and some of uh, DS9 as well. And it's like from there I've gradually, gradually... Uh, Got to love it. And when all the D- uh, DVDs came out in those fancy little box sets, uh, it's like back, I think it was the early olds. It's like, uh, mm, some really yeah. nice, nice looking box sets, not just a bit of cardboard and plastic around the edge. It's like, <laughs> I ended up buying all of those and uh, binge watching uh, those over quite a few months. So,
0: yes. Yeah. I, I feel your pain. The the amount of times I tried to complete the TNG collection. Mm. Remember the the plastic casing used to came. It used to look like a warp nacelle. Oh uh, yeah. And you could get all of the sets and things. I think I only completed it a couple of years ago. Even though you know DVD is long dead, but I just wanted to complete it to know that I'd done it. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I did like those completions. Speaking of the seasons, is there a particular favourite for you, or is it just depends on the episode?
1: Oh, it does depend on the
0: episode, but.
1: Because I I really just do Single episodes nowadays Other than the new Trek But I think it's a joint thing I've got A thing for TNG Because that's my It's like my baby That's what I got brought up on Mm -hmm. But after like Buying the DVDs I ended up uh, Really loving DS9 So Mm -hmm. The the whole arc not, Not just the main characters It was the Side characters I was starting to love So like Garrick I win. Oh, didn't really love her, but as in the uh, <laughs> love, to, love hate. to hate her <laughs> and go to cut
0: and uh Rom and such like. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's such a huge cast because when you yeah. think, oh, you know, um, who's your favorite character in DS9? Well, do I stick to just the, the the credited people or do I go for the guest stars or the yeah. recurring roles? Well, I mean, to, so many good ones
1: to be honest. If you ask me my top five characters, I would probably four of them would probably be the extras to be
0: honest so. easily, yeah, easily yeah and probably most of them played by jeffrey coombs oh yeah, oh,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think he did appear in one of the end episodes didn't he so, like yes playing
0: up against himself <laughs> so. um thinking on the series we're going to talk about now do you remember sort of your early thoughts when enterprise first came out you know did you have sort of like a, a gut reaction or was, did that sort of come later with Enterprise? To
1: be honest, it mainly came later because the, uh, because of syndication back in the day, it was like constraints was work and stuff, especially in the early O's. I didn't really get to watch all the episodes as they came out or, or in order. So it was just random episodes here. And I don't remember originally being in awe by it, but later on when I watch it for through, I, I remember like, yeah, I rem- remember enjoying, enjoying it wasn't a big fan of season three to be honest but originally and then Mm -hmm. and but over the years it's like it's grown on me there's been some great episodes some great characters and even season three which originally i wasn't a fan of because it felt didn't feel it didn't feel like the federation to me originally which it isn't Mm -hmm. and that's what it's supposed to be not supposed to be Mm No, I, yeah. I, I completely see yeah. what you mean yeah yeah.
0: yeah I, I think for me with, when it comes to season 3 yeah. you, you f- I feel like I'm, I see what they were trying to do because yeah. they were trying to catch up with what was happening in the world and you know mm. global terrorism was becoming this new sort of thing even though it had been around for decades before it was now becoming the Americans problem you know that it was like a big thing they had to answer it in mm. every TV show that was coming out so season 3 Enterprise was their chance to try and make mm. a commentary but it kind of, I don't know, it lost itself. It lost its pace to it. Um, yeah. And even though it was trying to do something new, which I appreciated, yeah. it, it didn't feel like they were really packing their punches. And it, it's something that I think I failed against Enterprise ever since. Yeah. Unfairly, uh, probably to some extent. So mm. I'm kind of hoping that as we rewatch things, things are going to change. Um, mm. I don't know about you. Yeah.
1: Oh, hopefully it's fingers crossed. its I i started rewatching some of that. As I said, the season three, uh, episodes was a friend uh just casually when i was around the house and i was like this is better than i remember <laughs> it's like uh, yeah it's
0: like uh, sh- i think i should get that as a t-shirt i think at the moment every episode so far is like oh this is actually really good better than i
1: remember <laughs> yeah so yeah i'm
0: hoping it will be was uh
1: this one to tonight as well very good. or today yeah. well, today whenever you today
0: get today Tomorrow, yesterday—it's yeah. um, all a paradox. It's all temporal investigation, so it's all good. Um, in fact, we're going to do things a little bit differently uh, to the listeners. Um, we're actually going to sort of live watch, so the episode is going to be playing in the background. Uh, so we're going to sort of comment on the episode as we go through. Like I say. This isn't one of my favourites. So I really needed some moral support here. This is why Ben's here. Uh, he's here to, <laughs> you know, uh, hold my hand, even though it's COVID. He's holding my hand. He's, he's clasping his hands together on the screen. Um, he's looking out for me. And um, <laughs> uh, this episode, uh, as uh, the last couple of episodes you might have heard, uh Trip is not my favorite character he's one of my least favorite characters um uh, and uh, so far for the past couple of episodes we've had a little segment called hashtag Traitred or trip hatred uh where I ding him for all the things that he does that annoy me uh, and there's quite a few in this episode so uh, <laughs> uh, i'm going to have ben hold me back and try and you know argue me down if he can <laughs> uh, from my from my uh, horrible hatred of trip <laughs> Um, I do get to love him as I have said in the past episodes uh, please don't send any hate mail I do eventually get to like Trip I do remember getting to like him I just don't remember when that happens Um, but these early episodes he winds me up Um, so having an entire episode about him is going to be interesting Um, so I think we should get ahead and start the episode so I'm just going to line it up on my device Uh, as I imagine Ben is probably going to hit play At the same time as me and i'm just typing in i'll edit all this out don't worry (laughs) accessing library computer data okay so i am propping the phone up yes so we're watching on the phone uh, and uh, ben has his uh, screens as well so uh, i'll count down from three and it's three two one incoming transmission go right you might be able to hear some of this in the background i don't know if how easy it's going to be to hear all of this um we open on the scene of archer in, in the shower and this is something i mentioned uh, a couple of episodes ago where we had sexy trek Um enterprise always felt like they were trying to make the show sexy and we had archer here in a shower not that i mind it i think he's a good looking man uh, any thoughts on the shower scene and things not working quite well on the Enterprise?
1: Uh, I don't mind this start actually I think it's a bit strange and a bit uh, different It's like,
0: <laughs> yeah. it, In previous episodes we've sort of talked about how the decontamination scenes feel a bit forced but this one it actually kind of made sense although I, why he doesn't grab a handrail before the the gravity plates come back on I don't know <laughs> Oh here we are the intro music Any thoughts on the Enterprise intro music? (laughs) I think I'm
1: going to be controversial here. I
0: actually don't mind it. I like it.
1: It, Okay, it's not the other ones. It's not supposed to be, but it's... I I just like the words, and the words when it comes to it. It does make me think of the show after watching it through, so... I mean,
0: I like the words... (laughs) I like uh, the idea that they were trying to go for something different, as I've always said. I don't know why. It don't, it's never been my favourite. It's still not my least favourite. I think, actually, weirdly, even though I love TNG, the TNG intro music is probably my least favourite, because it didn't do anything of its own. It just rehashed the movie soundtrack.
1: Oh, it took me years before I realised that wasn't the TNG original thing. <laughs> I was upset
0: when I found out it was a motion picture. Exactly. So it it, it felt like it didn't have his own identity. And I think that's why I've never really appreciated the TNG uh, as much. Um, We go into the scene. Uh, We've got Phlox and we've got T'Pol trying the food. They're sort of talking about uh, how T'Pol has tried the human food, but she really doesn't like it. She doesn't like the smell on board the Enterprise. Any thoughts on Phlox and T'Pol?
1: These two ended up being two of my favourite characters on the show. And it's yeah it's an interesting they they're contrasting characters, which is probably I do actually like their conversations together. It's like I don't know
0: what I don't know how to explain it the previous guests we've had uh, they have said sort of because they're so opposite. Because you've got one who's optimistic and one's pessimistic, and you've got them straight in that scene there. It kind of says everything you need to know. You know, they're they're watching us. That they're they're appraising what we're doing. Yeah.
1: Have you ever been on holiday with one of those friends? It's like one of you are that <laughs> wanting all the typical British food and the stuff, whether you are whatever country you're in, and the other person wants <laughs> to have all the foreign stuff and go and see all the foreign sites. And it's like, yeah, this is sort of like makes me think of that in a way. <laughs>
0: I tried to block those holidays from my memory. I don't really <laughs> want to keep those in my memory. We've uh, oh we've got a scene in engineering with uh, oh yes my favourite character trip and this will be part of my hashtag traitrid segments. It's time you learn to weigh the possible repercussions of your actions.
1: You've always been impulsive.
0: One pan fried I'll
1: Show you to the nearest airlock. Maybe
0: this will teach you. Uh, the the panel's just exploded. Archer has just said, maybe we should drop out of warp, but he really just wants to carry on going at warp when he knows something's not working. He's supposed to be the engineer. Shouldn't he be on a little bit more of a cautious note looking after his baby? He finally gives in after something explodes. Any thoughts?
1: <laughs> he, I'll, I'll get into probably more better feelings later, but... <laughs> At the moment, I think he's just one of these people that is very eager to go everywhere. Again, back to the day, he's the person who wants to explore. He wants to go and uh, see the new uh, uh, road around the corner, the new uh, sun over there, and get land on a new planet. And just
0: he's too eager. Yeah. I see. I see where you're coming with your arguments, trying to undermine <laughs> the, the old traitor thing. This is an established segment. I'll have you know. <laughs> no no I see what you mean yes. Yeah, he he is always over eager and eager to please and I think that probably is why he rubs me up the wrong way <laughs> uh, just because he is too eager he just wants to get out there too quickly and I think I was so used to seeing officers who are a little bit more cautious as with this scene you've got Archer uh, now sort of trying to figure out what's going on where they figured out there's this ship sitting in their wake and it's affecting all these systems, it's what's actually causing all the problems I do like the little slow-mo. You've got Hoshi. Hoshi, who is like an uh, expert with any language. She can understand it in seconds. And she's also got all the controls to uh, rewind and slow-mo the uh, view screen. Why does she have the controls? <laughs> Why doesn't Reed have the controls? He's the security guy. Surely he should have all the feeds and the security and the CCTV.
1: <laughs> Never thought about it like that. But... <laughs>
0: I mean, it kind—I of, suppose it kind of fits in. I, I remember Ahura could uh, replay the whale song, so maybe it's something to do with that. And like the comms officer always has, you know, the rewind button on the view screen. I don't know, but it just seemed odd that why does Hoshi have it and not Reed?
1: No, I'll probably this probably is a lot to, to do with trying to replicate some or replicate some of the stuff uh, coming up in the films. Uh, so I—I I'll, I'll bet you that's. That's why it was uh, because they did it in 1966 or 1970 or 1980 like
0: that. Mm. There's this scene here where um, they have one sentence and the universal translator sort of kicks in and understands it within about four words, which seemed a bit odd to me. How did it figure out an entire language from four... Four times. <laughs> it seemed a bit strange. Mm. Any thoughts on how that might have happened? Oh,
1: no, I'm not here. Uh, yeah, you have to help me on
0: that one. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I'm. I'm guessing that maybe that Zer- Zerillians are sort of known, and like the Vulcans have some data on them, but there isn't enough, and so the UT was just kind of checking it. But well, mate... I don't know. There is. There's. there's something in there. That I don't know. I don't know how that U- Universal Translator actually works. And I've been sitting with it for three hundred years. Yeah. and I still don't understand mm. how it works.
1: Mm. Does it have any similarities
0: to other languages? I don't know. Mm. Maybe. Paul <laughs> is, yeah. as I said in the last episode, Paul is the eternal school teacher trying to lead <laughs> a group of kids through the, the field trip without them getting in trouble. Yeah. And her delivery on all of the, the lines in all of this episode, I absolutely love. Yeah. Um, to Paul uh, and you, and Flocks, as you just said, two of my favourites. Hoshi as well. I really appreciate Hoshi because I identify with Hoshi and how fear fearful she is of everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, those are probably my three top uh, characters. Yeah. So just seeing her get losing her rag, explaining things to to trip. Um, yeah. I always love those scenes. Yeah. It's always
1: been fun. Yeah. No, it's it's one of those things. You know, you have to say it because. Yeah, you know they're going to get into trouble somehow, in some way. <laughs> it's, <laughs> But more of that later. <laughs>
0: I like that she at least ends the briefing with, try to be diplomatic, please. <laughs> you know, just try your best. Yeah. So now we've got a Trip climbing into the decon room. We're going to get to meet the Xerillians in a second, the, this new species. Um, any thoughts on the species and seeing them and seeing this decon... Uh, or pressurisation procedure before going into an alien ship this
1: one I actually thought even though we've seen the decon chamber in
0: the Enterprise I
1: thought it was actually nice this was actually felt like it was something that was real that you would have to do especially when meeting a really alien species that they're this different that you have to adapt to their climate Uh, Mm. and their yeah, basically their climate and Mm. yeah Unlike the, yeah, to put it bluntly, the over-sexualised dick on Jane
0: And these aliens just do it with a bit of gas. Yeah. It's all science. It's yeah. all good. No, it, it did put me in mind sort of like the historical contrast with sort of, uh, the training for sab- submariners uh, who go on submarines all the time and have to be adjusted to pressurisation and have to go into um, something called HMS Dolphin to practice swimming under great pressure and escaping from submarines in emergency circumstances so seeing something like this in trek where we've never seen it before was a really interesting premise and when this episode first aired i do remember owning this on vhs along with broken Bow up to this episode and terra nova i think the next episode and i remember having it on vhs and being really impressed with the idea that not every alien spaceship is good for us at the moment. We haven't developed the technology to help us survive. Mm. So to see a crew member have to go through this was a really interesting thing to see.
1: Yeah, I have a feeling...
0: Oh, not I have a feeling. Uh, when I was
1: younger, I probably wasn't... I didn't quite enjoy this as much, but it, now I'm thinking this is maybe nearer to what it is would be like if you were uh, meeting aliens. No. Mm. No, this actually also... Uh, Makes me think how alien it is. So, like, the plants growing on the walls. Mm. And actually, as an adult, it's like being phased sometimes. Sometimes, like that's so like being a bit mm. groggy. I've been through a couple of things that, and I'm not on about drinking before you jump to conclusions. <laughs> not, yeah. I would never say. So like, not when I've had too many Robbie and Aos, but uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like the grogginess you would feel. It's like when you've been unwell, or yeah, yeah, you're, you're not feeling quite right. This is probably the nearest I I can imagine being able to describe it in TV terms. It's,
0: it, I mean, yeah. everything's in slow mo. You feel like he's he's doing that thing uh, uh, you know when you're not feeling well, you're trying not to show it to everyone yeah. around you. You're trying to show that actually you're not going to fall yeah. over or be sick or anything. You're trying to hold yourself up. And it does it does come across. And it is something that Conor Trenir, I think, does really well in the scene. Um, although, this is going to be another Traitrid. Hashtag Traitrid. Maybe this will teach you more of us. He doesn't listen to the advice. They tell him, we've set up a bed, have a nice sleep, everything will be fine, and then you can come back and then you can help us fix this ship. I mean, uh, putting aside the fact that how does he know how to fix their ship? You know, yeah. he should have listened to them saying... Go and lie down. Everything will be fine. You'll readjust, and then you can help us. But he pushes himself too far. Yeah. He doesn't know his own limits. Hashtag yeah. traitor
1: I can't I believe I'm doing this for a second time, but
0: I've, I could imagine me being like
1: this in this moment, is being stubborn, being completely <gasps> and utterly stubborn. I'm fine. <laughs> Leave me alone. Get, let me get on with it. Come on. <laughs> when I I know down well I would probably tell somebody else to in the same situation to relax and
0: have All right. Well, I, I always give the, the guests the benefit of the doubt. So I will reverse ding him. I will reverse trade, trade on that one. Okay, then. I really oh. like the makeup as well. The Cerulean makeup. Um, yeah. And how complete it is. It's not just a, a, a yeah. nose ridge or yeah. anything like that.
1: Seeing her, her uh, there is actually... Uh, she does seem very... Like she is a lizard. Like a humanoid lizard. Uh, mm. uh, Evolved lizard. Mm. It's... Uh, yeah,
0: uh, to be honest, yeah, she does. Yeah, it does look like she is an alien to me. It's... It seems impressive, for compared to sort of previous sort of yeah. makeup efforts uh, in Star Trek. I know that by the time they got to Voyager, it was down pat, and they had it, you know, quite easy. You know, they had it, uh, you know, almost second nature. But this just seems like another level up. It's so much, so much more to it than than we'd seen before. Mm. Yeah. I know it's not. They don't appear in this. Uh,
1: Episode, but uh, the Klingons are the recalling uh, the things that people that keep getting mentioned when it came to changing outfits and changing their look. Mm-hmm. Some, but sometimes I think it's a necessity. I don't think you, if you had TRS looking characters on TV now, I don't think anybody would watch, or not many people, apart from the odd no. diehard fan. No. <laughs> Which, to be honest, if we're all listening to this, it's probably us
0: but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I also like I like the design of these chairs that they're sitting on they they kind of look pre-TOS but they look like their own thing as well so it it looks like it's a good bridge to that TOS era without going that far um so thinking of like what you're saying that you know you can move the makeup forward but you could still make the design look kind of 60s you know psychedelic this ship certainly looks psychedelic to me
1: <laughs> it definitely yeah
0: yeah i could imagine this being
1: something from a tos look wise so, mm. yeah i can yeah i can imagine it's like carrick wandering around here and <laughs>
0: he wants to try these ice cubes that <laughs> popped into the mouth um, <laughs> it seemed odd that she said that you know um uh, this is the closest thing we could get to water and you know water is like probably the easiest thing you could probably make you know the most abundant thing in the universe uh being uh uh, hydrogen atoms add some oxygen which clearly must be on the ship otherwise trip couldn't breathe so it just seemed odd that they had trouble making water
1: Mm. and they've got a spaceship Mm. i was i was about to have another defense going maybe their world doesn't have as much water but then again now you mentioned hydrogen in the atmosphere i'm going actually that yeah my science has completely gone out the window
0: I can't. I can't take full credit on this uh, this idea because um, this is something that was brought up when I was listening to another podcast, the uh, Delta Flyers. I don't know if you've been listening Ooh, to the Delta Flyers. Is that Harry?
1: Uh, Harry... And um, yeah, Harry Kim, and Tom Harris,
0: or uh, Robert Duncan um, and Neil, and, Neil and Garrett Wang. Yeah, uh, and they they mentioned that the Kazon were always after water, even though it surely should be the easiest thing, given they've got a spaceship and they can breathe the air. Um, that it should be the easiest thing. So I'm just nicking their idea because oh, it just made me think of it. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to make myself sound, you know, important and uh, yeah. special.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, just wanted to say you could have could have made me believe that. And <laughs> as I haven't kept up with that podcast, unfortunately, but I've got to get back into that. It,
0: it is one I will recommend. It is one. Uh, if yeah. I'm going to have a little podcast recommend segment, there you go.
1: <laughs> no, I agree. When I have listened to it,
0: it's been very good. Mm. I like the idea that there's grass growing on the ship, and all their food and everything on on the the, the walls. Like it's an eco ship or a bio ship.
1: Yeah, it, yeah. Again, I think this adds to the alienness of it that mm. they don't do as much as they should. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, excuse uh, me, laughing sorry. at random. What appears <laughs> to the audience is me laughing at nothing.
0: That's all right. These episodes, there's going to be a bit of silence in between. Uh, that You will hear the episode in between, but we're sometimes just going to get lost in the episode as we're watching what's going on. The holodeck. Here we go. Oh
1: yeah.
0: A holodeck technology this early... In Enterprise, did this uh, sort of put you off? Did it like engage that nerd rage, or did you feel like it kind of makes sense? You know, there's going to be aliens who are a bit more advanced in some areas and not others.
1: Uh, I just accepted it, but mm. it it did make me think. Mm, it's, it start in T- TNG. It seemed to be a very new thing when they uh, had it on uh, the Enterprise when they had the uh, binaries coming to update it. But now I'm thinking of it, it's like actually makes starts to make a little bit of sense how we're progressing now. It's yeah, it's an alien species. They didn't necessarily trade with the Federation or Earth. Um, yeah, and yeah, this I is
0: only. All... Sorry, it go. helps that sorry, I, it helps when this episode um, was made. You know, this is green screen technology being used sort of for the first time. To show the holodeck instead of building a set that looks realistic. So, as they're walking, you can kind of see that green screen effect, like that halo that goes around the actors. So, mm. it kind of makes it look like, well, this isn't perfected hologram technology. Yeah. It kind of plays into it. You know, the, the reality yeah. of making the show plays into the fact that maybe this isn't as advanced as what we will eventually see in the 24th yeah. century.
1: Yeah. And I um, think
0: because it was reasonably basic, that also makes me think mm. it's not quite as. Interactive. Yeah, you, ne- you never see people. You don't see anything sort of really complex being made. It's just you know surroundings, background, a bit of water. Uh, they've made water on the holodeck, but they can't make ice cubes. Just pointing that out. Um, <laughs> yeah. Trying to sound important again. Yeah. Um, now this bit, this bit gets me. This is the bit where I think I don't quite it, it, like the episode. Well. Not this particular scene, but what it represents. I like the idea that there is this game, and that she's introducing him to a game. They've already established that there's a electrochemical thing that she can do when she was placing the ice cubes in his mouth, uh, and it was unexpected to her. Now, she knows that this is a way of her species reproducing, that they can share things, they can share biology. And she's trying this game with someone who she's just had a reaction to, and she doesn't tell him what it's for or what it could possibly do. Mm. And it, it raises an issue of consent for me. And this is where the episode is going to get very serious. Uh, she is putting him through sex. Her alien's version of sex. And she's not telling him. She is not giving him the chance to consent um, and, and give uh, uh, give it a try, basically. And, mm. and just wonder, on your thoughts, on do you feel that because they're playing this for laughs eventually in this episode, the whole pregnancy story, do you feel that there is a darker element that they really should have focused on a bit more? Or do you feel that it's better that they kind of, you know, yeah, had a nice, light-hearted episode?
1: When I originally watched it, this,
0: yeah, I I
1: believe they were just playing it for laughs and I just was taking along with the trip being... not necessarily an idiot, but being... Going along with it and yeah, playing it for a joke, and I just went, "This fails as an laugh," in in my opinion. But I'll probably comment on more on this later. But I think this <laughs> actually, basically, if this was the other way around, I'm sure this would be more of a issue. Like, um, what was it, Child from uh, TNG? when Troy got pregnant from an unknown source. And it would probably be a lot more...
0: It tugs on the heartstrings a lot more, that episode. Whereas this one, it it feels like it's played to a joke, when there's a very serious thing here, that she engaged in something that could have passed on her genetic material. She didn't Mm. know it, fair enough, but there's already been indications that they are compatible as a species that you know um she should have said something maybe yeah (laughs) she should have at least said by the way this is a game but we also reproduce this way too yeah
1: um
0: but i do like the idea of the game i like the idea that they they have to touch physical crystals to uh sort of be telepathic and listen to each other It, it kind of made sense to me i don't know why yeah um you know, sort of like uh, thinking of platypuses who can communicate through uh, electric impulses mm. in water. It made sense that you touch a crystal, you can connect with the other person. Mm. Um, it, it was kind of nice and sci-fi.
1: Yeah, they probably should have gone to
0: yeah. Oh, I
1: agree that that would actually again add to the alienness of it. It's mm. nice, but uh, probably they should have gone two way. One of two ways from it, either the dark or not the dark. Yeah, a darker way as in this was very bad unconsensual or mm. very much the other way whereas look we really didn't expect this to happen mm. this is yeah i didn't think if think they hadn't
0: is... had that ice cube scene i don't think there would have been as much of a problem because yeah. they would have thought they were totally co- incompatible yeah. um, there would have been no indication that it was even possible for them to have a connection uh, but because we had that scene earlier, it seemed foolhardy on the part of um, the the alien to not have at least mentioned. I do like this scene. I'm not going to ding a uh, uh, trip for this. I I know it's two guys. You know, oh you you met up with a lady. I I kind of like. It's kind of like two guys in a pub. Just like you know, how was the date last night? That kind of talk, and I I do kind of like it. It's not sleazy, as these characters can get, as they will get in some other episodes coming up. But they it, this doesn't feel very sleazy. It's just two yeah. guys saying, you know, how was she? She's got scales. Oh yeah, it's fine. It's all right. Kind of two two kind of guys, you know, just trying to you know, banter yeah. with each other.
1: Yeah, I to be honest, yeah, I completely agree with you. It's I. Unfortunately, I've heard a lot worse down the pub. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's. But yeah, this was. Yeah, yeah, just having a joke. It's if yeah, if I saw two blokes or two friends having that conversation in the down the road, I probably wouldn't bling, yeah, blink. Blink eyelid.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, it could be something that you know maybe we're wrong and uh, it is a very sleazy conversation I don't know but it doesn't seem as bad as it could have been or could have been written knowing the problems that sometimes um, Star Trek has had in the past yeah
1: it, yeah this is a private conversation If I'm happy to be proven wrong um,
0: mm. yeah and please do get back to us listeners um, you know do you feel that the conversation between Reed and Trip in the mess hall after this happens, is it a bit sleazy or is it quite good-natured and, you know, it's a pass? Do these guys get a pass? That's all we're asking. Um, are we right? Please please tell us we're right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we find out that Trip is uh, pregnant and that he has a nipple uh, on his wrist. And I think this is another minute where the the episode just dives for me and it's like... We're just playing into the the pregnancy tropes now, aren't we? It's just, he's going to get hysterical. He's going to have mood swings. He's going to start worrying about things. It just, I don't know. It it starts to drag after this point. This is where I don't like it. The whole Zerillion thing, absolutely love it. Aliens, different ships, different ways of looking at things. But this is where it really takes the no die for me. Um, I don't know. I just don't like the episode. (laughs) Yeah.
1: This, yeah, this is the beginning of the bit I remember. And not uh, something to you, not yeah,
0: not liking because it's again playing tropes. I do like the poll comments though. Yeah. Three days, three days, <laughs> and you couldn't hold yourself back. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, it, I, I know some people have said that she's victim shaming him because obviously he's been you know made pregnant against his his will and a consent again. But given that it, this is a pattern of behaviour for the past five episodes, this is all she's been doing, telling him off. For not doing what she has just basically told him to do, five seconds later, um, you know, it's a pattern of behaviour. <laughs> for one, she's actually wrong,
1: but I'm actually on her side because it's trip.
0: Yeah, I don't want to bash him too much, but <laughs> I do like the little smile from uh, from Scott Bakula. Um, it, it it almost feels like uh, because he had to play pregnant women in Quantum Leap the actor is also smiling because he's like at least i don't have to do these scenes (laughs) oh so much easier for me (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) yeah it it is that naughty school kid that's always been that has actually been good now it's just like (laughs) It's
0: like, well, there was that one thing I did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They weren't even real; they were holographic, just like everything else in the room. granules, <laughs> it would be impossible to make a determination, but they could have served as <laughs> the
1: transfer medium. One of the first
0: things a diplomat learns is not to stick his fingers where they don't belong. Don't stick his fingers where they don't belong. <laughs> I I love that sentence. That. Just Topol just knocks it out of the park in this episode. It's just the look on Topol's face. I just I love her. Mm. Just looking at Jolene Blaylock and she the way she plays this, uh, it really does. I mean, whatever goodness I take out of this episode, it is because of her. I think they're playing this for laughs. Yeah. Any any thoughts uh, on the the trip hazard or the the trip's hazards uh, as he looks at the the danger of the uh, the lift. The thing thing is I,
1: yeah, maybe it's a different humour than I get than me, but A, I don't find it funny, and B, Mm -hmm. it's obviously even back in the uh, early O's, I was like thinking this is just a rip off of what's the stereotypical pregnant woman, and it's just like (sighs) crying out loud, it's just like yeah,
0: it's yeah, it just yeah there's this always it's always this scene isn't it it's always this thing in a sitcom or anything like that that she is obviously going to be wild with emotions and nothing will make sense or it will be uh, uncalled for and too much mm. and it's not always like that you know my my wife has been pregnant three times and she has not had that kind of violent mood swing yeah. um, it doesn't always happen can we have I mean, is yeah. it possible to get comedy out of it? I don't know. Without resorting to the tropes, I don't know.
1: If this was the first time it ever happened, probably, maybe. But yeah, I've seen it before. It's
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not going where every man has gone before. It's it's literally doing the same thing everybody else does. Saying that though, the makeup for the the nipples very believable. I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good nipple it's a good, yeah. good makeup nipple there we go yeah um, it does save it on that there we go more makeup good uh, is good from this episode
1: actually thinking I wish I could spend more time on that ship
0: I mean this may play into our ratings criteria maybe when we get to alterations so you never know mm. um, but yes I, I completely agree I mean, if, if we saw more of uh, what it was like to live and work on another ship uh you know, we can spitball ideas on what story might be on board it, but to have had more of the episode just be on their ship, and this is just a you know, uh, an accident that happens, uh, and they have to kind of figure out what they're going to do. And you know, it's about consent. It's also about right to life. You know, you get a, a nice uh, old-fashioned Star Trek debate episode where it's you know this this child deserves to live. You know, what do we do? How can we transfer it? um maybe get all that kind of stuff i know we have to have fun episodes and i really do love humor in star trek but sometimes it comes out like this <laughs> it's just yeah. not good
1: um i'm not sure if you've discussed this before but what do you think of the uh, having this like the captain's missile and stuff like i really
0: that. like it yeah. it's it's weird because uh, again where I work, working on ships and things like that, seeing a captain's mess being right next to where the crew are seems a bit weird to me because I'm so used to having a captain's table and a captain's breakout mess being separated from the crew, that there is this them and us. So I, it feels weird that a Navy vessel would have everything together, but it feels right on brand for proto-Federation, proto-Starfleet where everybody's in it together, everybody's at the same level. Now I know that by the time we get to the 24th century, you've got the captain's ready room, you've got a separate area, you have all these sorts of things. But it's nice to see that the first time a starship goes out, everybody's in literally the same boat, everybody is at the same level. And I love all of the scenes that we get in the mess mess hall. It's such a great set to just have a nice intimate conversation between characters played for laughs here but in future episodes we get really serious conversations and i absolutely love that set how about you
1: yeah oh i found it unusual when even though i knew like voyager had one and they do have these in other in real or i I believe they they have these things in real life i believe Mm. it's yeah and but yeah it actually it is a good place for conversations that it's not a terrible lift. It is, Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gives people a chance to have a conversation together. Usually the same characters, but occasionally... Uh... Some of the uh, secondary characters... Hoshi... Actually, I don't know if Ho Has she been in the... Uh,
0: not so far. Not in the episodes we've had so far, but... Um, she has gone into the Captain's Rarity Room quite a few times... Uh, to have conversations and so forth. Um... But yeah. um, she will do, I think, in, in future episodes, if memory yeah. serves right. Yeah.
1: But yeah, definitely has a good uh,
0: good point for conversations and mm. some basis and good story. We've got the Klingons. Klingons coming in. Um, apparently this is quite controversial, this episode. I had no idea that uh, uh, people really uh, lost it over the design of the Klingon ship, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, it's Ooh. really strange because apparently the the design of it because it looks like the old D seven from TOS. It's too early, you know. It's a hundred years before they shouldn't have this ship. Blah 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 blah. Um, <laughs> uh, I've heard I, the So one. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, the design is there. They're kind of you know that it's inspired. What we'll know when you know TOS rolls around. This is just good design going through. Um, you know, it's not the same ship, it's just the same design uh, aesthetic, the same ethic um, on how to design your ships. I thought it looked quite nice, it was a nice little tie-in. It made me think that, you know, it's before TOS, of course the ships look like that. Mm. And this is,
1: may sound odd, but I actually like the way the thing on Captain is not looking at the camera, yes. it's looking yes. at the monitor that he would be seeing the uh, federation captain on Ar- archer on absolutely and you're just yeah, looking at roughly the side of his head or the
0: part of his earpiece
1: yeah,
0: yeah. It, it, it reminds me of every zoom call i've ever made with my family uh, <laughs> over the pandemic
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm looking here they're looking over there there we go what you need is to turn your puny ship around and leave these aliens violated our security and disrupted our systems
1: both are considered acts of war against the Empire! I assure you that any damage they've done was unintentional. They're simply trying to get home. They won't get home. But I'm more than willing to hasten that journey to stop a war. I'll be honest, I completely forgot the Klingons came in on this episode.
0: The first time I watched it, yeah, I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, they're in it, yeah. Completely, yeah, completely gone. The second time when I watched it to make notes and things, um, it was sort of yeah of course they're in it Yeah, that's, you know, why didn't I not remember that but yeah, it was a nice little surprise mm-hmm. I do like this scene to poll uh, you know bigging up Archer and sort of playing uh, the Klingons at their own game and like mm. telling this honourable story of how he saved Clang in the pilot episode. Nice little callback. Always a good oh, nice, good to get a callback as it goes through. Something we wouldn't have had in previous Star Trek seasons up to this point. Um, but um, I do like that this then will be a joke later in the episode where Archer said, "Was was that all true?" Did that actually happen? Is that what he really said? And she says, well, they, they tend to exaggerate these Klingons, so I wouldn't pay it any attention. <laughs> uh, she just plays him in his own game. It's so good. T'Pol yeah. is just amazing
1: in this yeah. episode. It's, yeah, I think
0: that's one thing. It's, I always
1: see through the, at least the early parts of this show it's like, she comes because she's Vulcan and so straight-faced that uh, nobody trusts her, that she is knowledgeable and stuff like that. And then she actually, number of times she saved their lives or helped them out, and it's like, like here. I never thought about it originally, but yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why I've liked her as a character. There
0: we go. Trip was just shamed oh, on the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Poor man. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know he's not my favourite, but yeah, yeah, he was right there. I feel so um, But this is interesting. I, I, why are the Klingons interested in getting technology? I, it just seemed odd that that this was a buy-off for them. That they would have been so enraged by the fact that this. Ship of aliens has uh, disrupted their battle cruiser, and that they will pay and in, in disgrace for what they've done to us. You know, why are they interested in technology? It just seemed a bit, a bit more like a, the actions of a Ferengi, I guess. You know, in acquiring some profit out of it, um, that they would even spare their lives. So it just it seemed a bit of an odd thing, knowing what we know of Klingons. Mm. Any thoughts? I,
1: to be honest, I think this is a clever thing because
0: the. F- I don't
1: think the Klingons are always the most honourable people, even though they act like that. And they don't always necessarily... They act all tough sometimes, but they some like, sometimes like the backstage politics. But as we have find out, it was like the Joris family and some of their other antics uh, throughout the... Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to think of a... A couple of episodes. There's at least one that involves Cork, uh, the House of Cork, or mm. something like that. I'm sure involves, yeah. I think again the Joris family and
0: mm. and then yeah, they're just uh, they're just greedy yeah. instead of yeah honourable all the time yeah. or just always violent. Yeah, yes.
1: Yeah. And I'm not sure if this is their way of acquiring technology. Very possibly, it's it's like.
0: Well, that's always been a criticism. I think people have always said that. Well, you know, how did this warrior race get into space in the first place? Well, maybe they stole everything they have got. Oh. Um, you know, they didn't get it through um, uh, you know, hard work. They just, you know, nicked it. They conquered a species and said. took what they had. And that's yeah. what they did. They used their resources. Yeah. Uh, through-
1: I just, <laughs> just thought
0: that sounds like the Borg to me. <laughs> it does. yeah. yeah. It really yeah, it does. does. Yeah. <laughs> they were the first assimilators they just yeah. did it with a knife and a left instead of uh, nanoprobes yeah. I
1: have a feeling I've missed an important part here what we've been talking
0: <laughs> yes well uh, the the baby has been taken away uh, uh, the cerulean did say that she didn't think it was possible seems a bit naive given what we've already said previously in the episode yeah. uh, but uh, it was possible to transplant the embryo and the baby is safe and everything was fine um, uh, it, we've had our Star Trek happy ending as it were um, whatever you think of the episode at least, uh, you know, the baby survived so there we go first time that a human male has ever been pregnant or impregnated <laughs> by an it's a, it's there we go well, that is our episode. So we have located the time, the point in time. We started at timestamp, zero minutes, zero seconds, and we watched the entire episode. As always, it's so much easier this way. No chopping and changing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. But that's
0: the uh, L on our L-Cars system. Uh, for our new listens, just to uh, recap, uh, the L-Cars system is what I use to rate an episode. There's no four stars, five stars, or anything like that. We just debate what this episode is in the whole entirety of uh, star trek canon so l was locating the time where we could talk about the episode now we're going to sort of rate it Uh, the first on our l cars or the next one on there is c now c in this context because there's no time travel involved is not about uh, any changes to the timeline but consequences for the timeline is there anything that happens in this episode that will change the way starfleet the Federation or the future of Star Trek will play out um, I'm going to hand over to Ben do you feel that anything in this episode uh, sets a precedent for future episodes or for what will be the future in-universe for Star Trek
1: to be honest I'm struggling, I originally thought this is going to add a, add to Archer's issues with the Klingons, but mm-hmm. to be honest yes. I think that's probably resolved
0: in this episode mm. as well, so yeah, I mean, the, the Klingons reach forward and they say, you know, we don't, we don't want to get to know you. We don't like you. Stay away from us. Mm. Um, you know, we've paid our debt because of what you did in the pilot episode, and that's it. There's, mm. there's no consequence here um it seems a bit odd because i i seem to remember my klingon history at, at starfleet academy and they always said that the first meetings were really violent but so far we've had a meeting in a klingon hall and we've had this one and so far not that bad as yeah. first contacts go so yeah. yep i can't see a consequence there yeah. i suppose there is the consequence that this is the first male pregnancy so um we now know that human beings are compatible with some alien species, so uh, if we want to get it on, if we want to do some Barry White, uh, you know, maybe it's possible. So aliens are now, uh, you know, uh, possible romantic interest in the future. So there's a consequence there. So now maybe there's regulations that need to be drawn up to, uh, you know, uh, try and figure out how we interact with these in the future. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Uh, uh, thinking about uh, Voyager actually, we believe
1: there was regulations uh, come up with Harry Kim and one of his uh, escapades actually. Now you mentioned that. So uh, maybe
0: maybe Harry should have, you know, looked back over Starfleet history should, and looked at this uh, this record and yeah. realised what he shouldn't have done. Yeah. Shouldn't have put his fingers where he wasn't supposed to, according to Paul.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> Uh, we've also got, I suppose, the consequence that the Klingons now have uh, holographic technology ahead of uh, the Federation, mm. and what might they do with it?
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> Oh definitely. I,
0: nothing that we've noticed, I don't think. Mm. I mean, it, maybe it just means that now they've got uh, more interactive gyms. Uh, that they, they they they've got their you know uh, attack programs the things that we saw warf fighting maybe they've had those for hundreds of years mm-hmm. since the Zorillians gave them the technology and ever since the, that's where they've been training out. Yeah, I did wonder, uh, and this will probably come into our next um, uh, criteria later. But I did wonder what happened to that Klingon vessel afterwards. Like we'll, we'll never meet them again, as far as memory serves. I don't think we meet that captain again. Um, uh, and given that future episodes uh of star trek will show how holographic technology can go disastrously wrong uh you know did their holograms break down and start killing them all uh and they they left the safeties off for the wrong reasons and there's a whole adventure we could have had a whole other episode of star trek enterprise where they come to the rescue of these poor klingons who have now <laughs> uh, got uh, holographic demons running among their ship uh, i don't know but uh, so, sounds
1: like a good idea for a program though. There we saying. go. Yeah. yeah.
0: Right. Okay. So uh, this is the the new uh, Star Trek Killer Holograms uh, series, uh, where all the things that possibly go wrong with a holodeck, what goes in the holodeck never stays in the holodeck. All from this episode. But I think that's that's the only consequences I could think of. Um, unless there's anything else you can think of.
1: No. To be honest, that's more than I was
0: originally thinking.
1: So <laughs> it's.
0: Considering it's an episode that uh, you know wasn't my favourite, at least I, I'm not yeah. speaking for you, but uh, just for me, it wasn't my favourite. Yeah. There's quite a lot that you get from this: um, yeah. interpersonal relationships, uh, advanced technology for the Klingons, and um, you know, uh, new new technology in mm. general.
1: Yeah, I think it just adds more to the characters as and the story going ahead. Uh, I think it's one of the many ways that maybe. Uh, Archer and uh, Tucker will learn mm. through, that through their experience over. Actually, I think coming up pretty sh- shortly in their timeline. I think yeah. uh, meeting where they are starting to be making sure they are more respectful. Yeah, doesn't always go well, even if they are being respectful. But uh, it's, he tries. He tries,
0: bless him. Yeah, <laughs> but but no, yeah, that's absolutely right. It, uh, um, Connor Trenier, the actor. Um, Trying to do a bit of research about the episode, uh, did think that this was actually one of the the best chances that he had as an actor to change the character because you know how often does a man get to play pregnant for one, but two that it, it made uh, the writers think that you could do more comedy with Trip, that he wasn't just you know the boring engineer who's stuck in the uh, engineering section. He only fixes you know the the ship problem of the week uh, episodes. You only bring him in for certain conversations. This made him more perhaps agreeable uh, and more of a comedic uh, character than had originally been intended um, so yeah I, I completely see your, your point that from this he will be a bit more cautious but maybe there'll be other things that he will get up to in the future so yeah I, I like that idea that's, that's another consequence thank you very much right so we've done consequences and again for our new listeners our next criteria on cars is A Now, alterations is A. Um, This doesn't mean that um, we have to change the entire episode, although in this case, for me personally, probably would be. But it could be expansions to the episode, something that happened in the episode that we wish we'd seen more of, or if we want to change the episode completely, what would you have liked it to, to have been? Alterations, Ben. Any thoughts? I would say probably part way,
1: or oh, again, we mentioned this, but I mentioned it part way through. I don't know if the pregnancy bit should have been a main story. Maybe that's had that as a B or a C story as in mm-hmm. a consequence. And they should have spent more time concentrating on maybe helping this crew, getting to know them, helping them home, finding out more about the ship. And then maybe, mm-hmm. yeah, and after consequence, is trip accidentally gets pregnant, and we don't necessarily need to go through all these these emotions that he's having. Maybe, or maybe yeah. maybe we could go through the emotions that he's having, but have him talking to the crew or talking to somebody who who has been, who is a mother, or or, a fa- or even a father, mm. or for that matter, it's that's true. That it, would
0: have been interesting. Yeah. yeah, I like that. It's so played more into the um the title, unexpected, yeah. but have. An A plot that is something unexpected, but then this C C or B plot of the pregnancy, perhaps mirrored in what else is yeah. going? Perhaps something like yeah, yeah,
1: maybe actually, yes. Yeah. Yeah, oh, or you could, yeah, or you could have it as the A plot, and it's just changed how you went about it. I don't know, no, but yeah, so yeah, I was. But oh, what I, I was originally thinking on keeping on the original track was, yeah, I I wanted to know more about this ship. I wanted to know about yeah. this species. It's like, where do they come from? What's what is this problem? Where are they trying to head home to? It's like, how did they get there in the first place? So the,
0: I think yeah, that kind of makes yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me because the Klingons coming into the episode was a surprise, as we mentioned when we were just mm. watching the episode, but it, it did make me wonder why are they there? I mean, they're there to add a bit of danger, yeah. you know, that the Klingons might kill them, might hurt them because of what they've done with the Enterprise uh and that they've got this history going on but why did we have the klingons we had this really interesting species with a ship that can grow food on the walls uh, that uh, they are integrated into their ship and they live in it you know they, they don't live on it like the enterprise they live in their mm. ship and with it and so sort of, it's a symbiotic relationship mm. um you, you could easily make a story i think where it's the enterprise crew Learning about what it's going to mean to be in space for a long period of time. Mm. You know, they've just set into this mission three or four episodes. That the unexpected in the title is that actually all of the crew are starting to feel homesick and they don't really think they were going to because they're getting so far away that Earth is, you know, disappearing from the stars that they're seeing all the time. Um, it was unexpected that they might start feeling this way so soon in their journey. And now they're meeting the crew who are also trying to get home because that's the way they're mm-hmm. hoping and that they feel like they want to uh, get home as well and that they're realising that, you know, there's something in this journey and that they should stay with it and they should go out to the stars. Um, but the unexpected title was a play on words on the psychological drama of we're unexpectedly wanting to go home when we should be going forward and exploring And then have the B-plot where, unexpected, Mm. there's also a pregnancy. But because they stay with the ship, you know... Oh, because in our species, when you get pregnant, you can't stop it. And you could have a little, you know, play on abortion. You know, maybe talk about, you know, uh, you can't abort a Zerillian fetus because it's not impossible. It just doesn't happen. Mm. You you kill the mother as well as the baby. So we have to keep you pregnant for this. And then, all right, if you want to play the comedic sitcom, um, you know, he gets over-emotional and all this kind of stuff... But because they stay with the the aliens, it's more about a learning experience yeah. about what they go through, and it humbles Trip. And you know, it's a, it was a complete accident. Mm. There wasn't this consent issue going on. They genuinely didn't think it was going to happen. But because he spent so much time fixing the ship, that that's why he got pregnant. Yeah, uh, yeah because they're on an eco yeah. ship. They're living inside yeah. the ship. So they could have done sense. like
1: two two weeks later, two months later, sort of thing. Yeah also so like yeah. the ship may had things in there that made them feel at home they could maybe get this whole projector yes. up saying oh this is uh, Florida or New York mm. or Brazil uh, I'm trying to think where else everybody other than the characters are from so yeah, where from, they all yeah. came from yeah, <laughs> yeah. San, Francisco. yeah from San, San Francisco everyone's from San Francisco <laughs> the Golden Gate Bridge there it's like yeah they always do it, yeah and it's like Maybe make food from what's in the ship. That's something similar to what they had. They could, oh, chefs created this from.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 That would be great. And yes, that chef's kitchen is overgrowing. <laughs> we still don't see chef because there's a bush <laughs> in so front yeah. of his face. And he just, we can't see chef. We never see yeah. chef, even with this thing yeah. growing it, it, in there. Yeah. Perfect. it. Perfect. Yes. Could, it needs
1: to be the gardener version of flocks. It's
0: like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, phlox can't find his osmotic yeah. eel because it's just you know it's it's gone off in the pond that they've just grown in the back yeah. that's a great idea that is fantastic yes well, i want to watch that episode absolutely yeah. fantastic um anything else that you would have wanted to see perhaps after you know what episode comes next for this do we go and revisit these klingons um, you know, if we don't get our way and, and alter it the way we've just pitched, obviously, is a better episode. But if we have to keep this episode, um, what would you have liked to have seen? Would you want to meet that Klingon crew, episodes down the line, figure out what happened, and that maybe they they become a series regular, that you know, we always catch up with uh, Captain Vorak, something like that?
1: To be, to be honest, any... Uh, the holographic thing, as we've been... well, implied, has been done, so having that come back is not necessarily perfect but yeah having them interact maybe something does go wrong with their hol- holodeck or just mm. have them just passing by or even this sh- ship uh, happens again and let's say that this baby stayed alive we could maybe meet uh, this pregnancy uh, mm. baby again so like uh, somewhere down the line be... somewhere down the line yeah Yes.
0: Yeah, that uh, it's a, a little trip down memory yeah. lane. Literally, a trip down memory lane as we go down. There. <laughs> but, um, as we meet, like yeah, we meet his child, his daughter, yeah. uh, the the alien baby. That would be interesting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like. That.
1: Yeah. To be honest, e- even just seeing these people all reference them makes me happy when I hear these things and shows it. It doesn't have to be much. It can be just a sentence. We took talk, talked to. Yeah. Yeah, I think in I know in, you haven't got there yet, but uh, like the VDians, we did find out they were cured. Mm. Uh, yes, and that was a sentence in an episode. It? It's just like put a smile on my face. It's like, oh,
0: that yeah, that's good. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, exactly. It, 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 simple sentences can yeah. really change an episode for me, just like you're saying. And um, yeah. I would love to have found out that the Zerillians gave us, you know, this great technology that allows us to grow even more food. That might become the thing that inspires the replicator or the synthesizer or something like that. Just a little—oh, this is a bit of Zerillian tech over here, you know, this sort of thing. Um, uh, yeah, just little little references always make a uh, Star Trek fan happy. I'm sure uh, everybody is the same. It's the one thing that unites <laughs> us. Um, <laughs> but. Then we'll move on to our next criteria. Now, in cars, it ends with an R, uh, and we've got two strains to this. So in R, we do recommendations. First, we do recommendations to Star Trek fans. Do we recommend this episode to Star Trek fans? And then we go to non-Star Trek fans. Is this episode a good example of what Trek is uh, if you were trying to uh, build a theoretical brainwashing kit to get someone into Star Trek. Uh, so we'll start with the first strand. Do you think that this is a good episode of Star Trek for Star Trek fans?
1: Unfortunately, no, I don't. It's, as much as I want to say there, I don't think it really connects anywhere too much other than just re-emphasising where the characters have been and their personality. Unfortunately, I also don't think it's really important for any stories coming up or finishing off one from the past, unfortunately. It's and I'm sure we can pick another exploration machine or uh, another meet an alien species somewhere down the line, just for
0: absolutely. No, yeah, I, I I completely agree. It's there's nothing special about this episode. It doesn't feel like anything from this will change anything. Even though we outlined consequences that could be, it never gets referenced again. Yeah. It's not like you know. Uh The cerillian document is the thing that all uh Starfleet officers are handed when they want to have a relationship with another alien species. Yeah. You know read the cerrillian protocols, otherwise uh you know you might end up pregnant or you might get a venereal disease that we can't cure because it's a bunch of aliens and we don't know their you know their DNA type or something um you know, if that had become a thing in the future when uh just just for enterprise doesn't obviously have to be for the rest of Star Trek. But just if Enterprise had said, well, you remember when we met the Zerillians? Maybe we should call it off. Maybe we shouldn't have a relationship because, you know, this wacky thing happened where our chief engineer got pregnant. Maybe it's not a good idea until we go and meet a doctor first. All this kind of stuff. Um, but because that's never replayed really into, because that never comes back, there's nothing in this episode that for me as a star trek fan i want to come back to and i'm probably never going to watch this episode again unless i do another podcast um uh, to ever watch these episodes again uh, so i yeah i don't recommend this to star trek fans either so i think we're, we're unanimous on that one how about non-star trek fans do you feel that to a casual viewer if they were watching this knowing that this premise comes up in sitcoms and things that aren't star trek do you think that this would be a, a good way of catching new
1: audiences? Yeah, again, I'm going to say the first part. Yeah, I could say that's yeah, being meeting new lives, meeting new civilizations, and then it suddenly goes into that trope again, which I'm sure, but or at least everybody of a certain age would have seen before in umpteen shows. It's with that. I unfortunately that brings it down. It's just like yeah. So I would say no.
0: Yeah um yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm just going to be your echo this episode i i can't defend it i just i don't know something about it it switches me off as a fan i can see things in this episode that i know um friends family uh i know my wife would probably be infuriated by this episode uh, just because like oh god he's pregnant and he's get you know he's getting mood swings and he's overeating and stuff it's like ugh, can we not do this same thing again um, yeah, it's and it's all too neat. I know it's a forty-five minute episode. I know there's only so much you can get in, but you know there's there is no knock-on effect. This won't come back again. We won't get to meet his daughter. This won't become a plot point. Um, today's audiences, I don't think, would be switched on to it. But even back then, I think when this episode was first aired, it just didn't feel like it was. Oh, that's, that's a great episode. I have to go back and watch the one where he gets pregnant. Such a good idea. I think it makes people groan when you hear that, that concept. And for that, I, I can't recommend it either. So, uh, again, I think we're unanimous. Uh, unexpected is unwanted. Um, so there we go. <laughs> um, and that is it uh, on our L Cars system. Uh the S isn't really a rating criteria, it is just for me to set up the next episode. But before I do, I wanna thank Ben. Thank you so much for being my moral support watching this episode, getting me through this the one last time I watched this episode. <laughs> um any other thoughts on Unexpected or Unf- the episode? Yes, yeah, unfortunately I think I brought up most of
1: it and I think one of the ones was potential and I probably had this first season track problem of trying to keep it safe and unwittingly not.
0: Yeah, I think it it fails on that point that they were writing the old Star Trek that had been in the 90s and uh, the world was already changing as this episode was airing. And this episode, I think, when it was first on uh, US TV at least, uh, was aired just a few weeks after 9-11. And you can imagine that, you know, they probably wanted a laugh, they probably wanted a, a comedy episode, something that was nice and easy to take their minds off things but really a guy Mm -hmm. gets pregnant is the best your tv's gonna give you (laughs) um is there better Uh, jokes out there i don't know um but yeah i i I completely agree it's it's just it could have had so much more going for it and we mm -hmm. pitched obviously a better episode just in our uh, alteration so there you go but um thank Mm -hmm. you again ben for uh sitting (laughs) with me on this holding my hand through the screen uh covid distance Um, um But uh, I'm going to set up the next episode and join me next time for uh, Season 1, Episode 5 of Enterprise as we go to solve the mystery of Terra Nova at timestamp 0 minutes, 0 seconds. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll catch you in the next time stream. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Please remember to like, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to it. If you would like to be a guest in the future or give feedback, you can contact me by either searching for the Temporal Trek Podcast Facebook page or find me on Twitter at rider underscore coattail. Also search the Temporal Trek Podcast. You can also find me on Instagram at daniel underscore hitch underscore writer. All the timestamps for the show can be found at ridingcoattails.simplesite.com. The scripted elements of the show are or a work of pure fan fiction, and any views and opinions expressed in the episode discussions are my own or that of the guest. They do not reflect the rights holders of Star Trek. Any Star Trek sound effects or music are used under the terms of fair use and are not my own work. The intro music, Birthright by Audio Binger, is royalty-free from the Free Music Archive. Check out their work and others at freemusicarchive.com. The Temple Trek is a free podcast, with no Patreon or sponsorship. However, If you would like to support the show, you can find my books by searching Daniel Peter Hitch on Amazon. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you in the next time stream.